On this edition of the Nesson College Hockey Podcast, as part of Nesson's Black History Month programming, we interview Boston College sophomore defenseman Marshall Warren. We get into the Eagles season thus far, the issues presented by the COVID-19 pandemic, and talk about the issue of racism in hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nesson College Hockey Podcast. I'm Dakota Randall. I'm alone today. Logan Mullen couldn't join me, but we have a very special episode of the podcast for you today. Uh, in honor of Black History Month and part of our Black History Month programming over at Nesson, we thought it would be great to get Marshall Warren, sophomore defenseman from Boston College, on the program. Marshall, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, you know, a lot to get into. Uh, you're part of a new committee on Hockey East uh, that I think is, is really cool that we'll touch on in a little bit. But just in general, I wanted to know, uh, you know, how's your season been this year? It's been unorthodox for obvious reasons. Uh, what's been the most difficult thing to adjust to for you? Yeah, no, I think the season uh, with the circumstances going on with COVID-19 have been uh, pretty good, honestly. You know, we've been able to uh, play, I think, 15 games so far and, and have a pretty uh, – pretty normal life, I guess, with the BC hockey team. Uh, I think the hardest part about the season is just like, sometimes you don't know who you're going to play on the weekend. Like I know two weekends we had uh canceled game. So then they switched who we were playing. So that was obviously hard, but I mean, besides that, I mean, it's pretty, pretty smooth year. So uh, that's the positive. It's been the most normal thing in my life so far. So. Yeah. Like how I'm curious, how late a notice do you, do you guys get with who you're going to play on the weekend? Is it, is it super last minute or do you get some sort of advanced notice so you can prepare a little bit? Yeah. So usually we have like a good idea on like Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, but then, you know, a game can get canceled on Friday morning. And then I know that happened to us against Northeastern, you know, we got a text uh, that we weren't going to play. So then we switched it to, uh, I think it was UConn Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, it can change like that. Um, but, I mean, it's, you just want to play hockey. You know, we're just craving to get on the ice and just play. So right, any yeah. game you can play is good. Uh, also, off of that, I've wondered this year, just watching a bunch of other sports, like the tangible impact of not having fans in the stands. And I know like in college hockey, it's not like you're going to be playing in like a sold-out TD Garden every night. But I'm just wondering, the no fans, like do you think it's made it easier? Do you find it yourself, you know, may, maybe it's harder to get up for games because – I'm just wondering, like, how that affects different players. Yeah, I know. I think for me, it's it's not really a huge concern. I, I think once you lock in and you're playing the game, you don't really worry about the fans. But uh, I know, like, against when we played BU, it had been a huge advantage, you know, at home playing with the huge crowd and fans. And I think it's the atmosphere part that you, like, miss playing. But honestly, it's been – you don't really think about it that much. So, you know, we have, like, the little crowd noise in the background and – um, you know, you still get the music and uh, yeah, it's pretty normal, honestly, but I thought it was going to be weird at first. And then when, once it, we played, it wasn't, it wasn't weird at all. Yeah. Well, in some sports, uh, the changes made due to COVID arguably are for the better. Like, you know, Zoom calls are great for media, even though the lack of in-person access is kind of tough. Uh, in Major League Baseball, for instance, they instituted some things that might stick around, like the extra innings rules. Um, but just in general, are there any new things about the season that you actually like, like any blessings in disguise? Uh, that's a good question. I think honestly, just how close we are as a team, probably like the one thing that I really like love that because we have to hang out with them like every day, you know, like you're, you're hanging out with the boys in the locker room and you're going to the room and you're just chilling with your roommates and chilling with your, your best friends, you know, you're going to eat dinner together. I think usually on a normal year, like some of the seniors would go out with their friends 
and get dinners with their other older friends. But I think now we have a really close knit community. I think it's really been a part of our success this year. That's cool. Um, so switch, shifting gears a little bit, uh, and let me know if I get any of these sort of facts wrong, but I want to get into your figure skating background, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I, I believe you started as a fig, figure skater. Uh, your sister currently skates for club at BU, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So what's that like having her down the road and, and, you know, having to root for BU sometimes? Yeah, no. So uh, I started figure skating when I was like I don't know, three, four, I guess. I think my mom always told me that it's important to be a good skater before uh, you can play hockey. So she didn't let me have a hockey stick until she approved of my skating, which was pretty interesting, <clears throat> um, which was fun. And then my sister, you know, she's a really good figure skater. I think she won a national championship and what club would be uh, in 2018, 19, one of those years. Yeah, wow. she's she's amazing. And uh, I really look up to her. Like she can do some double axles. And I don't know if I'm on that level, but I can definitely get out there and hold my own. Oh, so she's definitely got the edge in figure skating in the family. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I'm a little faster than her on the ice, but definitely figure skating. She's more fluid and more graceful than me. Uh, and you know, I don't have to get, you don't have to get super specific, but how has figure skating helped your game? Do you think players should pick it up early like you did? Uh, just sort of as an example that made me think about it a couple of years ago when he was still with the Bruins, David Backus started figure skating late in his career to try and sort of regain some of the quickness he had lost. Um, just in general, like, how do you think it's most benefited you? Yeah, I think it's benefited me, like, a ton. I mean, for me, skating is, like, my, probably my biggest asset. You know, I have a powerful stride, and I learned that all from figure skating. I, I think it's the balance part of it, too. Like, you're on a different uh, skate, so you, you learn how to have good balance on your edges and really dig into the ice better. And I think for, like, young hockey players, it's something that you should do. Like, I know I was embarrassed when I was little. Like, I was the one in the figure skates and just – not with being with the boys and I was just being alone on the ice. So I think it's something that takes a little bit of adjusting to, but no, it's, it's awesome. And I think everyone should try it at least once or twice in their career. It definitely yeah. helps. Yeah. Figure skating is definitely one of those things that like anybody who even actually is making fun of somebody or giving someone a grief inside, they're like, wow, I wish I could do that. And everybody yeah, is jealous of being able to skate like that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so back to BC, you guys, uh, I believe, are still number one in the country, number two in Hockey East. Uh, do you think you've played as well as the record indicates, or do you still have room to improve? And if so, in what ways? Yeah, no, I think I think we are having a strong season so far. I think, um, you know, we haven't played that much hockey yet, honestly. Like, I feel like it's, it's just started, but we're, you know, we're in the middle of the year or towards the end. And I think we still have a, a little room to improve. I think we can get better in every aspect, but you know, we're playing good hockey, you know, we're getting wins. I just think we have to get to be dominating, you know. I think we can dominate in day in and day out. And I think we have to just keep getting to that level and keep playing to the level that we should be playing at day in, day out. Cool. Uh, what about you personally? How do you think your season has gone on the blue line yeah. so far? I think it's been good. You know, I've been playing a ton of minutes. And, um, you know, from going from freshman year to sophomore year, I definitely feel more comfortable out there. And, um, you know, I just try to be a leader on the defensive end. We have a pretty young decor, so – um, I just try to, you know, help the boys out. And, uh, you know, I think I think this is a big year for everyone and hopefully we can get to the end and just be successful. Great. Uh, so I want to get into that committee that I talked about at the beginning. Uh, so I believe it's officially called the uh, the College Hockey Committee for Diversity, Equity and, uh, and Inclusion. Um, yeah. Could you just tell us a little bit about that and, and what your role is? Yeah. So uh, I think it started in uh, October, September, uh, a bunch of the conferences in the country wanted to get together and make a committee just to uh, just better understand uh, 
hockey and diversity and just try to make hockey more like uh, for everyone. And I think uh, we had a few Zoom calls here and there over that period of time. Then now we're starting to ramp up and really, um, you know, get this get this going. You know, we're all posting on social media, trying to make everyone aware. And I think it's important. I know we have a but we have like a head committee, which is like all like the commissioners and um, like kind of the older people who like watched lower uh, watch us, which are the student athletes. And uh, you know, we do really good insight just to let everyone know like what what goes on in daily basis with hockey and women's hockey, men's hockey. And uh, hopefully we can grow to a bigger thing, but this is the start of it and we're so proud of it. Is it something where you think you're kind of hopeful that once the, you know, fast forward and maybe once the pandemic lightens a little bit and the health restrictions lighten a little bit that you'll be able to do more hands-on work and, and really get out there? Yeah, definitely. No, I would love to do more hands-on work. I mean, it's something I'm passionate about. Um, you know, being a black hockey player, I've definitely dealt with some uh, <clears throat> instances where I was discriminated against in hockey. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have a good supporting cast around me. And I think this is just a committee where I know that we can do really good change in hockey. And I think it's something that's important for everyone to learn about. Great. Where do you, I'm, I'm curious, where do you think the game is right now? And I understand you're only a college player. It's not like you've you know, been in the NHL for X amount of years and, and, and you know, seen a bunch, but um, you know, obviously a lot has happened over the past year. Do you think there has been progress in improving the diversity inclusion in hockey? And even though it's been a short amount of time, um, or do you think it's still too early to tell? You know, are you optimistic that hockey will get to a better place? Yeah, I'm definitely optimistic. I think hockey is um, still in a stage where we still have a lot more growing to do and a lot more understanding to do. But, you know, people are taking the right steps in the NHL. And I think college right now is taking the right steps. So I think at one point it, it will get there, but it takes time. You know, all this takes time. And we had a really big uprising, uh, you know, in April, May, that time. So... I think it's going to take people to learn and um, just keep excelling in certain areas just for everyone to feel comfortable playing hockey. Yeah. And sort of going off that, you know, I think it's, you know, it's sort of easy to say and obvious to say that we need to get racism out of hockey and improve diversity, make it a more welcoming sport for everybody, but it's much more difficult in practice to identify the sources of the problem and the ways to correct them. Hopefully committees like Uran can help. You know, what do you think are some things that U.S. hockey can focus on to make it a more welcoming, attractive sport for minorities? Yeah, no, I think for me, it was just, um, like at a young age, I loved like hearing about like Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subban and uh, Seth Jones, just guys like that that are paving the way. And I think they've done a good job of, you know, promoting them at a certain level. And I think they just have to keep doing that, promoting their um, their African-American, their, their black hockey players, and just make sure that it's great to be different. You know, it's, it's important to be different. It's important to have a whole community of hockey players that, that don't, that aren't white. You know what I mean? And I, I really think that hockey's has come a long way since the beginning. Um, but I still think we have a lot more to go. And I think USA Hockey and all the colleges in the NHL, they've been doing a good job. And I know they are really working on it. So, Great. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of commonplace to, to find people sort of generalizing hockey as, you know, quote, unquote, racist sport. And I think a lot of people cited um, some of the way the NHL reacted uh, to the Jacob Blake shooting as evidence of maybe a sort of indifference or just, you know, a lot of people didn't approve of that. Um, obviously your situation is your own and everyone has different experiences, but uh, do you think hockey is, is in a, as bad of a place as some people uh, believe or make it out to be? Uh, if so, has it gotten better or worse? Um, and I know you alluded to a different earlier, but you know, just some of what are, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things you've 
had to go through, if anything, uh, growing up in hockey? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think hockey is in a place where um, there are there are few black players, I guess, around college hockey, definitely. And I think it's just going to take more people stepping up and keep playing, getting better day in, day out so they can get to this level and keep playing. And I think for me personally, like I, when I was playing on the U.S. national team, um, we were over in Russia and a Russian player said the N-word to me. And like it caught me by surprise. And uh, I kind of stood there for a second. And they said it again. And, you know, I, I went back to the bench and our coach heard and he just sat with me and said, like, are you sure you want to keep playing? I was like, yeah, like I, I got to keep playing. But then after the game, it really sunk in. And I think that was one of the first times where someone said it to me and I don't think they understood what it meant. I think the guy didn't understand how much it can impact someone. And um, it's definitely a hard time, but I learned a lot from that. And um, my coach, John Robleski, John Robleski, helped me definitely talk to a lot of people who's been in the same situation as me and are making a change in hockey. Yeah, that's... You know, and I think a lot of people sort of when, when they talk about this topic, they, they look at it just, you know, as it pertains to America, um, you know, because of the history of slavery and everything. But it's, it, you know, racism exists across the world and is a problem everywhere. And hockey is such a global sport that, like you said, you can encounter it when you go to Russia. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that was I've definitely encountered, encountered it in America. But I think this Russia situation was the, the, the kid and the person didn't understand what he was doing. Um, which definitely hurt me a little more. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of my last sort of question on that general topic. Um, you know, do you get tired of answering these sort of questions, you know, always having to talk about, you know, what it's like to be a black, uh, black hockey player, or is it more about embracing the opportunity to potentially inspire others and to be a part of some of the committees uh, that you're talking about? No, I, I love it. I mean, I'm embracing it uh, to the most that I can. Like I'm, I'm every day I'm trying to preach something, uh, just to help another guy get out there and start playing hockey. Um, you know, I, I think it's my biggest motivation in my life, you know, being a black hockey player. I, I strive to be a good role model and uh, put my best foot forward every day. And uh, I think it's something that's important. And, you know, I take pride in it. I'm never going to get sick of answering questions that um, about my race and about something that hopefully we can change one day. Cool. Uh, awesome. In uh, just last question, uh, I'd like to ask uh, players this sometimes. Is there anything else you want to share uh, that we or most people maybe don't ask you about? Um, something about you that may, not not the sort of general like, you know, what's something that people wouldn't know about you, but just in general, anything else that you kind of want to share? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like. Just about the diversity stuff, I, I think people have to understand that um, every single day uh, someone's out there hurting, someone's out there not feeling good just because of the color of their skin. And I think we all have to embrace that person or we have to embrace the situation. Uh, it's really important that we have a good open mind about people because if you were in their shoes, like you would feel the same way. And uh, I would just want people in this world to understand that like life's a gift and just treat people the way you want to be treated. Great. Well, I, I think, you know, people like you uh, are going to make a big difference about a big difference in that regard. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what you do for in the future. Um, and, you know, again, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, and uh, I think, you know, I think uh, anybody listening will, will find it easy to root for you. And, and, uh, and, you know, I wish you and the BC Eagles the best of luck the rest of the way. And hopefully we can talk sometime down the road. Definitely. Thank you so much.